Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 340, recorded live on Saturday, December 28th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who had half of a Jewish Christmas, Dave Pillay. Hello! And the man who had the other half of a Jewish Christmas, Andy Lowe. Hi. So you went and saw a movie? Yes, I went and saw a movie. What movie did you see? I saw Saving Mr. Banks. It's the one with Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson about the making of Mary Poppins. Ah, right. Okay. And you had Chinese food. I had terrible, terrible Chinese food. So it turns out your local Chinese food is not good? Oh, I've known that my local Chinese food is not good. There was one good Chinese restaurant in Madison that we have found so far. And when I say that, I mean that evidently it's really good Chinese food at this restaurant, but it is not a Chinese restaurant. They were closed on Christmas. Oh. So we were very, very disappointed because we'd been looking forward to going there. See, oh good, it is gluten-free. What? Oh, I was just thinking of the best Chinese food in the area is uh, this place called Chin Chin's in Matawan. Uh-huh. They are only open at like 10 and the place is packed all the time like unless you get there when they first open you're going to have to wait for a table and they are gluten-free okay so the second best is the one that we always go to which is the hunan gardens which it's not bad yeah trying to get to the uh trying to get to chin chins that's that's a tough one do they not accept reservations no no they don't and it's a tiny Uh tiny place but it is damn good chinese food Hence why they are always packed. Carry out. Might be a good idea. You could do carry out. Yes. So, Christmas is over. Yep. So we're in the doldrums between Christmas and New Year's, which means it's time for our year in review episode. Woo! Yeah? No? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like really cool. See, we our get last to talk one about was... Everything we talked about. Episode 288 was our last one. Uh, that makes sense because that's 51 episodes ago there you go 51 episodes three random topic recaps couple of guests episodes without dave and without me well yeah that that right there that was probably the biggest change in this year that we actually recorded without the other person Mm -hmm. and they weren't bad either those recordings no, but it's just, for some other reason, seems that we need to have two people to... Well, because one person would be the most boring thing in the world. Well, I know, but I'm saying that when both of us recorded, we recorded with two other people. Oh, yeah, no, each of us is, is worth two other people, certainly. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't know, that seems a little egotistical. It also seems accurate. There's a dynamic here, Andy, and we can't just replace that dynamic. No, no, we can't. So, yes, we need two other people because we need some other dynamic that is uh, kind of as in-depth. There's a lot of history here. There's 340 episodes of history. Many, many, many years. So, yeah. So, should we talk about this year? Sure. And stuff that happened this year? Mm-hmm. I tried Do to we go... Wanna, you, you were looking for, for, like, overarching themes. Yes, yes, I was. The, Okay, I, I have a couple as well that, that were kind of overarching themes. Um, there was no, there, 
there was no uh, this company like super super screwed up all year. Although both Microsoft and Sony really competed for that from time to time. And EA. And EA. Oh, poor EA. And the NCAA. Um, but looking through this, the this this really seemed to be the year of Valve. No, oh, yeah. If you were and, and anything PC related. That, I don't know if we said that last year as well, but Valve really kind of dominated a lot of the news this year. Between firing a ton of their staff and then hiring new staff and then saying, hey, we're looking at doing some new stuff. And then just everything that they did. Because it was kind of funny. It was the um, like right off the bat was I think it was like the first two weeks in January is when you first got heard of the news of these steam machines or the steam boxes, whatever they were called way back then. And that uh, that piston that showed Steve up in the first couple of weeks of January that, at CES. Steam. Or rather, wasn't actually Valve. No, no, it wasn't. But it was still like the first foray into, hey, these things are actually going to be coming out. Right. Like, there's work on this and things are going to happen. And boy, did things happen. You had what, the Steam OS, the Steam Box, and the Steam Controller, right? Or was the box and the controller flipped in their announcements? The controller was last. Okay. Steambox, SteamOS, Steam Controller. But yeah, that was that's literally like the story of Valve this year. It started out saying, "Hey, we're going to work on this," and hey, like, "Hey, this is in the works." And now, as we've reached the end of the year, we have the three hundred Steam boxes out in the wild somewhere. Which I'm wondering if that one guy has actually found all of them. The one guy who wanted to find the other two hundred and ninety-nine. Yeah. He's probably found a number of them. Let's see. I can't remember his website, so I'll go through Kotaku to see how many he's found. Oh, he has found 68. So not bad. No. So yeah, that's got a lot to go. It's. I'm very curious to see what these are going to because you know CES is coming up in January, right? Yes. Do you think? We're going to hear more about these steam machines at CES? Um, I mean, that's where they first announced some of their stuff. Yeah. So it would only kind of make sense for them to continue that tradition. Gabe Newell seems to not like the, uh, the, the, the E3. No, no, he doesn't. So I could see more information coming out in CES and them talking about how the beta's going. Um, I mean, as, as long as we're doing this... Year-end review, do we want to think about predictions for next year? Um, I'd say we should hold off of that until the end. Okay. Well, because I mean, we could do it ongoing. Like, what do you predict for Valve? I don't know. What I expect, my guess is at CES 2014, there is going to be um, announcement of third-party Valve boxes, or Steam boxes, Steam machines. God, we keep... Because yeah, the, the piston was announced at CES 2013, so I guess it's CES 2014. Since Valve has finally said like these are out in the wild, it's probably going to be all of them out in the wild. So yeah, I'm thinking third-party Steam boxes are going to come out next year. Hmm. Okay. And not just come out next year, but be announced at CES. Yes. I mean, they already have been announced to some extent. Yeah, like they said, the piston was announced last year, but this one I'm right. guessing is going to be the floodgates have now opened, which we'll find out literally in, what, two weeks? 
Whenever we have CES. 7th through the 10th. <clears throat> then yes. Um, what do you think about their controller? I will hold all opinions on the controller until I've had one in my hands. Good way to do it. So Valve had had many other... I mean, these three pieces of their overarching strategy was pretty big, but that's not all that they did this year. So Valve also did a ton more with Steam Greenlight. Greenlight? Greenlight. Where we are now seeing like hundreds of these indie games. Oh yeah, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds now. Like they're releasing them at 50 or 60 at a time. Yeah, I still remember that first email I got saying like, hey, we're going to release like 10 of them. And now there's emails from Valve saying... We're releasing 100. Yeah. And then the other thing, and this is kind of leading into the next topic of this trend of uh, community funding, crowdfunding, and Steam early access. I both love and hate the idea of early access. Right. And this this was not Valve in the first place. This was the fact that game indie game developers would sell early access to their games and be like, "Hey, if you if you crowdfund, if you kickstart, we'll give you access to the beta." And our game will eventually be on Steam, and when it is, we'll send you a Steam key. Because Steam wouldn't let these games on until they were done. And then Valve said, well, wait a minute, we're, we're missing out here, and said, we'll let you put your unfinished game on Steam, and we will manage selling people your game. Is in tight. Thank you. This, I don't know, this whole like crowdsourcing thing seemed to have seriously taken off at the end of last year and this year. Yes. How much has Star Citizen made? I think they're up to $36 million. God, what was it? Bad to anything, Kickstarter has released numbers for the end of this year. Let's see, 11 Kickstarter projects that have raised over a million dollars in 2013. God, there's so many. Mm, man. Kickstarter game funding passes $200 million for 2013. Mm-hmm. I love how, like, when now you're getting, like, theaters that are helping out with the Kickstarter movement. It's like, you, oh, yeah, we can build this building. Blimpy Burger, I, I think, is doing a Kickstarter. To restart themselves? Yeah, to try and get money for a new building. They're running a Kickstarter for it. Which, you know, outside of Kickstarter, could just be called a fundraiser. Or an IPO. Also true. Isn't that how companies used to raise money, was going public? Oh, man, going public. I don't think I put any of that stuff down here. Was that all last year? That was mostly last year. Okay. Although there is some, some good news. You, I, I don't remember if we talked about it. King? Yeah, decided to hold off on their IPO. Yep. Star Citizen, by the way, has raised $35.3 million. Oh, jeez. It also looks friggin' amazing. Can't wait for that game. So what else was a big overarching talk of the year? Um, well, was there anything else that Valve did? Not that I can think of. Because you had some stuff with Greenlight. You had, uh, well, hold on. Let me check my, all my Valve emails from the previous year. Oh, Family Share. Oh, yes. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, which betas am I in on Steam? There's the Family Share beta where, you know, I have you been using it at all, Andy? Uh, No. 
I have been playing games that have not been on Steam recently, so... Well, Andy, that's a perfect opportunity to let other people play your games. I'm not stopping anybody, am I? I don't think you've ever set up Family Share. Because I don't think I'm in... Are you not in the Family Share beta, Andy? I don't know. How do I know? Uh, go to Steam Settings. Okay. And in your account, the first one should have Manage Family Sharing and Devices. Oh. Okay. And Manage Family Options. Yes, I see that now. Manage Family Sharing and Devices. Okay. Manage Family Options. All right. Cool. So we'll take care of that later. Okay. I didn't Uh, know I had that. Nothing was told to me that, hey, you have this now. Yep. There's actually another beta that Steam had announced that uh, I know I'm part of, which is the... Uh, the streaming, where you stream from one game to another computer. Which is to say, I have my powerhouse desktop up here in the office running whatever game. I could stream it to my laptop and play it downstairs. Hmm. It's more like uh, display sharing than anything else. I don't think I'm in that one. Well, it... So you, you might be in it. Um, they don't have it ready, but they had kind of leaked in one of the recent beta updates for the client uh, a little bit of it, where like all of a sudden the games that you had installed on one of your other computers, instead of the install button, it had the install button with a little drop-down that said, play from other device. Now you see, I have Steam installed on my uh, laptop at work. Which, mm-hmm. let me just say, is perfectly okay, because my boss specifically said, hey, you can install this. this. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I'm now also friends with him on Steam as well. Also nice. But like I said, he plays Eve, so... <laughs> so Andy's staying away from Eve. <laughs> but every time I sign in on the other one, I, I get kicked out of my one on here. I must be doing something wrong, but I'll have to see what's going on with that. Well, it'll no, that's what's supposed to happen. Oh, okay. You can only sign into one at a time. Okay. But you're actually in like a state of perpetual sort of signed in where I'm stuck it in recognizes limbo. it recognizes that machine still. Uh but you you just can't open Steam or play any games. But that's how you would do this this screen sharing is you log into one and without logging out, you log into another one, which kicks you out of the first one. But Steam is still there and running. You just can't do anything. Gotcha. Okay. So should we get away from Steam, but still talk about other online connections? Okay. Can we talk about online fiascos? Yes. Like, you know, SimCity. Oh, SimCity. Oh, poor EA. This really was not the year for EA. No, no, it wasn't. Because they, they started out with, you know... Sim City in the first part of the year, and now they're ending it with all their trouble with uh, Battlefield Four and get, yep. you know getting sued by getting shareholders. Sued by their shareholders, what the hell? EA, gotta feel bad for them. Except it's EA. Yeah, they were rated the worst company in the world for umpteen years running. Two years. Okay, two. so two years running. Just two years. Oh, EA. I'm... Always have such hopes that maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe they won't be such dicks. Nope. No. Nope. Every year we keep on coming. Let me see. Let me look at the last year's year in review and see if there's anything EA related. Facebook IPO. No. Steam Greenlight. Nintendo Power. 
really? I don't actually have anything on there EA related. Hmm. Well, that's surprising. That we didn't bash EA last year? Yeah, that EA didn't do anything. Of note? Of note. Um, I somehow doubt that. I'm looking at the links from last year's year in review episode for 2012 and nothing. Hmm. Yeah, surprising. But yeah, this year, oh man, EA with so Hang many on. issues. No, there had to be something. They were voted the worst company in America in 2012. I know, and I'm looking at our list of links from the last time we did a year in review episode. I'm staring at them right now, and there is nothing that says EA. No, nothing really serious. Yeah, see? Just like general modern marketing of we'll put out a broken product and then have them pay us again to fix it, which is really nothing new. Nope. Okay, so SimCity, uh, you know, if you were living under a rock, was this expansive, amazing, total reboot of a fantastic product. It was going to be incredible. People were so excited about it. And EA totally dropped the ball. Like so bad that they apologized and offered people free games. That's why I have Mass Effect 3. Totally, but absolutely dropped the ball on this. This this is part of the reason why I'm always fearful of having an always connected device. Because you look at the SimCity here, and there was issues right out of the gate. Even look at the, the holiday season right now. You have Nintendo's eShop is down. I know the PlayStation Network and the Xbox One networks were having issues because of having to have everything connect. And it's, for some odd reason, they just did not expect the demand that they had, and they buckled under the pressure. Yep. Now, evidently, in, in SimCity, the way that they were handling that was, you can still play for half an hour. It doesn't check in. But what the hell? Just, ah. Uh, the AI was garbage. Like, total, absolute garbage. Yeah, it's so funny looking at all those screenshots of people with all the, the cars lined up to try and take this one dirt road, even there's, like, a four-lane highway right next to it. Yep. Not even the, the I'm not just the traffic AI, like, everything else, just total garbage. Yeah, but that was a very clear picture of how bad the AI was. Yep. Like, there's another road right there. You're sitting at a turn lane. But that's, At this point, every time they, they patch it, and they're still patching it to try and fix it, they oh break yeah. more. It's like I keep on wanting to try the game, but then I'm like, they're still not done patching it. This is... I wanted to enjoy that game. I wanted to enjoy it. I was willing to look over certain things. I wanted to play. I wanted to be able to convince my friends that this was a good idea. And I, I can't. Well, would you like to talk about a game that was a success? Which one? Grand Theft Auto Five. Wow, what a success! Where it literally set seven world, or sorry, six world records. Here's the thing: I own it. I bought a PlayStation Three so that I could buy it in a package. I Have you not played it yet? I I played for a little bit. I just can't get into it. Really? I do not care about these characters. Hmm. Like, Nico Bellic, as soon as he walked off the ship, I, I started feeling, like, sympathy with him. I'm like, oh, this poor guy, he's, like, caught up in all of this. These guys, I just don't care. Well, then. Did you at least buy other, you know, PlayStation 3 games, like, um... Nino Kuni? Yes. And, uh, Uncharted? I have not bought Uncharted. Oh. I should probably buy Uncharted. It's that's like... a fantastic series. I know, that's... 
Oh, there's That's something the for just like, of the I want to play PC. that game, but I don't want to buy a PS3. Andy, would you like to borrow a PS3? <laughs> I could just go to Walmart and get one for 30 days and return it. <laughs> uh, are they still selling PlayStation 3s? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they are. I bet if I go to Walmart and ask for a PS3, they're like, do you mean a PS4? No, a PS3. Right, the 4. No, the 3, damn it. consoles ps3 yeah they're still selling it okay but seriously if you want to just borrow one you can borrow mine no i need to get rid of all these xbox 360 games i've got sitting here i've got a lot of them sitting here okay are you planning on selling them no probably not because a lot of them i bought used from GameStop. so yeah but i don't know this it always just feels like the SimCity online fiasco kind of leads into the whole thing where like everybody and their brother who stored data online seem to have gotten hacked oh so many hacks all over the place you had people like massive people like adobe who should know better they seriously should know better they've been around long enough yeah target target just like two weeks ago massive massive hacks not only that but they also uh managed to this is just coming out as we're like we're talking about this is the fact that so the 40 million credit cards and debit cards were also were stolen from target they also managed to steal encrypted pin numbers for those debit cards oops that's not a good thing no no it's not oh god so security flaws left and right holes everywhere yeah like i was telling dave or before we started recording there um samsung came out because uh, i have the the s4 i upgraded it to um jelly bean finally mm-hmm. um but along with jelly bean came this thing called the nox k-n-o-x which is basically samsung's version of a secured device they basically want to take blackberry's market share for secured handheld devices so be an, give you the ability to like basically bring your own device into a secured network okay so if you mess around with anything with Knox, i.e. if you try and root your phone, put a different bootloader in it, this, that, and the other thing, it will trip an e-fuse in the device, which basically is like a memory st- section yeah. that is unreversible. Nothing's unreversible. I haven't looked into e-fuses, how they exactly work. Unless it's a physical change. It might, I don't know, I haven't looked into e-fuses, but supposedly it's a it's a memory flag that gets tripped and you're not able to fix it. So then anytime your phone will say, Hey, like you're now out of warranty because you tripped this flag. Right. Um, turns out that Knox has some serious security flaws. Oh, so they forced you to put a security thing on there. You're not allowed to, you know, mess with it. Otherwise you're going to avoid your warranty, but But it's not secure. No, it's not secure at all. (laughs) The, the, the gall and the stupidity. Yep. That's that's what it is. Seriously? Seriously. It's one of the things that's like, great, it's on my device. I can't do anything about it. And it's already been announced that there's flaws in the system. Great. You just have to wait for them to patch it. You know how long I waited for Jelly Bean to get on my phone? Uh, not as long as I'm going to have to wait for mine. <laughs> oh, no, wait, I am on Jelly Bean. Because I did a third party. I know, and... You could probably get onto KitKat whenever the new version of that is out. Yep. 
That's the goal. <sighs> so Kit Kat came out. Yes, yes, it did. That happened in 2013. Wow, 2013 already. 2014 in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my apologies if my next episode I accidentally say 2013 again for the date. We'll try and, and catch it. But I was trying to go towards the fact of uh, security. Security and, was, was a, a pretty big thing in 2013. Yeah, and the or fact the that, lack you know, thereof. Yeah, the fact that Snowden released all of his things. Yep. So <laughs> The question has become, what has come of that? Of the leak? Yeah. Well, uh, certain security companies like RSA that built weaknesses into their security features so that the NSA could get through them. Not quite as trusted anymore. No. Um, there's new legislation being worked on. Except there was actually an announcement yesterday saying from a, uh, was it a New York judge or a New Jersey judge who said that the NSA phone tapping was legal or something? I hope not. Uh, let me look up the NSA and the, uh, yeah, judge upholds NSA bulk collection of data on phone calls. New York federal judge. I'm glad. I do have to say the one thing with Snowden is the fact that it brought the NSA out into the open because there's a lot. When people people thought of like spying, they always thought of the CIA. They always thought the CIA, but the NSA has had a lot more free reign on things. The well, because no one's paid any attention to yeah, them. No one's paid any attention. So finally, when this comes out, now people are actually starting to pay attention to these backdoor dark projects. So like, wait, what's going on here? You're you did what? What is this prism you speak of? Oh. You can read my emails and listen to my phone. What? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the, the time where people are starting to actually, you know, pay attention to things. Like sometimes I think my dad is a crazy guy who kept yeah. on saying that the government was spying on me. Well, it's, turns out your dad was actually right. Up to a point. There's still some things where he says, and I'm just like, no, you're crazy. He is also crazy. But there was some times when the conspiracy theorist had it up to a point, it seems. Yeah. So, great. Woo! Oh, so, the uh, new consoles came out this year. PS4. And Xbox the Xbox One. One. Still think it should have been called the Xbox 365. Nope, it was the Xbox One, which made the Xbox 180 just perfect. Yep. It's also called the X-Bone. The X-Bone, yeah. Because... Someone at Microsoft didn't think that one through. Nope. Really? They pay these people how much money to do things like come up with names? Well, it's just like Yahoo's new logo. What's Yahoo's new logo? Remember how Yahoo changed their logo to that thing that just looked like somebody had made it in word art? Oh, yeah. Poor Yahoo. But these yeah, that... companies that have so much money mm-hmm. and spend it mm-hmm. freely and do not think about what they're doing. That was another kind of recurring theme this year, not to get away from from the NSA and security, but companies just throwing money around. Oh, yeah. Purchasing other companies. You hear all these million and billion dollar deals that are going around. Or the the lawsuits. Oh, I can't believe I didn't put anything on there about lawsuits. Or the fact that most companies make it so you can't sue anymore. Yeah, so the, the, the dropping of the class action lawsuits. Yeah. You know, unless you're a shareholder, and then you can put a class action lawsuit against EA. Because <laughs> it's EA. Yeah. Man, the lawsuits and the money. Oh, the money. So, like, just incredible amounts of money. 
I don't know what to think about that. That uh, these it, companies have so much money. What's funny though is most of that money is not actual like it's it's money in value only. Like there's no actual It's ones and zeros. Yeah. There's no there's no physical currency to back it up. No. But they they have that money. I mean that's the whole point of our economy. Right? That's how it's set up. Yeah. Now is it good that it's set up this way? Probably not. Um I don't know, I kind of beg to differ. Well, think of the. Uh, I know I'm still going on about this, but I just finished that book about the uh, subprime mortgage collapse. Yeah, but that's that one does not necessarily have anything to do with the other. True. I don't know. The the farther you get away from actual physical currency, it seems like the more people are able to mess with the numbers. Which I'm not sure about this whole Bitcoin thing, too. That one took off like gangbusters this year. That was, yeah. Wow. Year of, I don't want to call it the year of the Bitcoin. No, no, it wasn't. But, but still, it's the it's, year Bitcoin really entered mainstream media and started gaining uh, both value and popularity. Yes. Of course, India recently started putting regulations on Bitcoin, so their value dropped again. <laughs> that was this week. Yeah, China dropped their thing last week. India dropped their thing this week. It's, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's like, probably could have had some serious money if you had gotten in early on it, but then right now it's just all gobbledygook. Who knows what's going on? Especially all the people who keep on hacking all the uh, Bitcoin lockers. Are there people doing a lot of, like I thought that was the point of Bitcoin was that it was going to be secure. Well, you remember hearing all the the news stories about this Bitcoin website got hacked and then this one got hacked and there was people stealing Bitcoins left and right. Yep. Which seems weird. How can you Mm -hmm. steal a Bitcoin? It doesn't exist. Is it a file somewhere? I don't know. I've stopped paying attention to them. Okay. It's probably the best thing to do right now. Although, if you go on to... Oh, what was it? What was it? I have to think about this. Hang on. Okay, so there's a Twitter account. It's uh, shit underscore rbtc underscore says. Okay. And it's shit slash r slash bitcoin says. Okay. Because there's a Bitcoin subreddit. Oh, of course. And it's just all quotes from that subreddit. My guess is there's a lot of gobbledygook in there. There's a lot of people who think they know economics. <laughs> and my guess is none of them do. The investors in China are probably screaming as they see this buying opportunity going to others and they have to sit on the sidelines. People like I, uh, people like my family and I, your average Americans, will soon be free of the economical bondage that is the Federal Reserve. Right. Like, ah, what? (laughs) Bitcoin is how God wants us to use money. Ignore the government and they have no power. They only have power because we acknowledge that they have power. They also have the police and the military. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what gives them the power. Yeah. Also, we we mandated that they have power. Like, we, we voted for that. We decided to give them that power. Bitcoins are more than a currency slash investment. They're a movement. Hold. If the ship sinks, I will be proud to go down with it. Yeah, I won't. 
granted, I don't think, you know, Congress is in any way, shape, or form able to uh, do anything. So no, we don't really talk about that because it's not really technology related, but the amount of... Um, The amount of ineptitude in D.C. seems to slowly leach out to uh, everything else. Just Mm -hmm. such stupidity out there. Well, think of the... uh, Going back to the the Xbox One, where the fact it was announced, it's oh yes, you have to check in every twenty four hours, and you're not going to be able to play used games, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, how long did that last? Isn't it like a, a couple of days, and then they pulled the one eighty on it, and then said, oh yeah, so no, you can do, actually do used games. Oh no, days. no, that that was much more than a couple of days. It was how long was that turnaround? That was uh, a few weeks. Oh, because Sony was eating that up they loved it i mean there had been rumor it well okay so it depends on on where you're counting it there had been rumors about it and microsoft had talked about it and then they started defending it and saying no this is what we want just wait let us show you the cool stuff you're going to be able to do with it and then they brought in the cool stuff that you were going to be able to do with it and people said no and eventually microsoft turned around and said okay we will listen you don't want it that's fine What are you doing over there? Kate is opening up the box. Ah, I thought so. Do you want a, a minute? You see, I no. Over? You see, I just like to point out the fact that I was waiting for her to get up to open said box. Kate comes out and just tears it open. Of course she does. Okay. Um, big companies spending lots of money. How about individuals spending lots of money? What do you mean, Michael Dell? Oh, and the fact that Dell probably earned a whole bunch of money taking his company public and then suddenly realized it was not a good thing to do. And bought the company back. Yeah. So he bought the company back, and this was kind of an ongoing thing because he came out and said, hey, I'm, I kind of want to take this company private again. Like, it's not living up to my vision. It's not doing what it could do. I'm really disappointed. I want to buy it back. At which point, two other companies came in and said, ah, maybe we'll buy it instead. So there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of speculation. And finally, eventually, Michael Dell got his company back. Yep. Now, what will hap- about, happen with that, we don't know yet. No, no, we don't. So I'm just looking through the list here. You have the, that meteor in uh, Russia on here. The Chelyabinsk meteor? Yeah. Yep. That wasn't a trend so much as a notable event. Uh, the fact that everybody had it on their dash cam. Yeah, all the dash cams. It's kind of sad that we don't have that sort of thing here, that people don't have dash cams everywhere. Well, people do it in Russia just because well, they don't because, want to be liable. Right, because people will, will like pretend to get hit by the car. Yeah. But like we, we don't have anything close to that here. This is kind of the opposite of Big Brother. In this case, right? Because it's not mandated, it's not controlled by the government. This is the people watching the people. Yeah. This is Little Brother. And it's just kind of interesting, and I I wonder why we don't have that here. Well, you could even expand that onto the fact that we don't like 
for some reason in America, we are very anti drones. I think it's we've got it. We've got a serious um, privacy problem. Yes, which is really amusing because no one has privacy anymore. No, no, it doesn't. But everyone wants the illusion of privacy. Is that what it is? I'm not sure. I'll give all of my information to these giant companies, but as long as my neighbor doesn't know what I'm doing at any given time, I'm happy. Yeah, it's interesting the fact that everybody's like saying, oh, the NSA isn't tracking me. We're sitting there thinking, how much does Google know about you? Google Which knows is- where my favorite restaurants are. Because there's some information that, you know, makes it easier for Google to help you out. But then there's sometimes you're just like, you know, this is a little creepy. A little bit. So here's a question for you. Whatever happened to the Ouya? Ouya? It's out there. It's it's out there. You can buy it at Target. I know. It's like you you have all these little, like, micro consoles that, like, the Game Stick and the Ouya and that sort of stuff. And see, NVIDIA had one, didn't they? The Shield. Yeah. The, like, like $350 Shield. We heard about these things, and then... They came what? out. I mean, the Ouya came out. It's out. Game Stick is out. I have a Game Stick. I haven't bought any games for it yet. <laughs> There's, yeah, they came out. People had such high hopes, but I, I think that might have been uh, a case of tunnel vision, where the the community that was excited for it had the megaphones. True. But no one else cared. Look at your average American. Are they going to buy the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, or the Ouya? I love how you didn't even bring up the Wii U in that suggestion. Well, I mean, anyone who's going to buy a Wii U has a Wii U. And nobody else is going to buy a Wii U. I don't know. I'm still tempted every so often. I mean, there are some decent games for it. It's expensive, though. It is very expensive for what it is. I just spent that much on a graphics card. (laughs) Well, almost that much. I bought a $200 graphics card, Andy. Well, I'm guessing you're going to be building one hell of a... Uh, well, not even for a $200 car. That's not that. That's not that much for a no, graphics no, car. It, it it's it's not. It's nowhere near top of the line. It's a high-end midline card. Do you want to talk about any of the Apple products that were announced and or came out this year? What Apple products were announced this year? Well, the new iPhones, the new MacBook Pro, the one that looks like a trash oh, can. You mean the, the Android clone iPhones? <laughs> MacBook Pro, or Mac Pro, not MacBook Pro, the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro, yes, the one that looks like a trash can. That looks like a trash can. Uh, That is probably the most creative and innovative thing Apple did all year. And I actually am kind of excited for that. If they can keep thinking about things like that and do more than change the shape of the tower, they might still have a chance. Well, it was kind of funny. There was an article I was looking at earlier today where one of the... uh the DIY PC guys is like, how much will it cost me to build a PC equivalent of this $10,000 computer? 6000 Supposedly for him, it was like $11,000 because he was trying to get everything to the same form factor as the MacBook. Or not the Don't. MacBook, the Mac Pro. Don't. Why? The case would be like one of the more expensive pieces in that case. Yeah, that's where he said. He's like, I can't find a case that's small enough for this, so I'm just going to try and go with this other one that looks like a trash can. Right. But if he had just ignored that and made a computer. Yeah, he probably could have made it for cheaper. But he was trying to make something as comparable as possible. Okay. And it came up to be about the same price. Yeah. Yep. 
He did put one caveat, though, was the fact that in a couple of years, he could upgrade this other machine that he built. He could not upgrade the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro. Yep. I'm thinking about investing very heavily in my next computer. Why, for something that's going to last a while or what? Yeah. And and going kind of whole hog with like the either water cooled or liquid cooled or just submerged and get like a fishbowl computer. <laughs> okay. What else do we have? Uh, your last bit on here. Let's see. Da, 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 da. 3D printed guns. Yes, the 3D printing seems to be taking off. You know what's kind of amusing about 3D printing? What? The material that they use to print. Yeah. It's not as cheap and getting cheaper as people would have wanted. Oh, that it's weird. Actually, it's going to get more expensive. Oh, well, that's great. Well, because it's, I mean, it's plastic. Yeah. Plastic is made from... Oil. Oil is... A limited resource. There you go. So the concept of, of putting one of these in everyone's home, I, like we could also give everyone in the world a gas-powered car you're going to get the same result. Yeah, so the idea of everybody, you know, becoming their own manufacturer, not so much? No, not really. Now, more regional manufacturing would be would be appropriate, and that would yes. work out fine. But the idea that everyone's home is going to be a, a machine shop, no. That's stupid. You lose economy of scale. I know this is not a 3D printed gun, but did you remember reading that article about the guy who could build lethal weapons from everything that he could buy at an airport beyond the security? Uh, I didn't see any of the other lethal weapons, but I did see the hand grenade that he made. Oh, he made actual like guns and such as well. Awesome. Yeah. The hand grenade was kind of clever because it was just a lithium battery. Yeah. And water. Yeah, fun fact, don't mix lithium and water. No, no, you shouldn't. Especially in a closed uh, container. It's just like do never ever microwave jalapenos and other hot peppers. Really? You microwave them. You basically are creating pepper spray in your microwave. Dude. So as soon as you open that door, you're gonna get hit with the. You got hit with the blast of pepper spray. Yeah, in your face. Oh, oh man, Andy, that sounds like such a fantastic April Fool's prank. So note to self: don't microwave anything. On April Fool's. Yeah, but then on April 2nd, your microwave's going to start smelling kind of funky. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything else from the previous year that you would like to hit before we wrap it up with our review and... Oh, predictions. Predictions. Predictions What's going next to happen year? next year? Oh, man. There's so many things to choose from. Can we narrow this down a little? Predictions about something? I don't know. What do... Think anything that can come to mind, like the fact that I'm predicting at CES there's going to be a plethora of steam machines. Well, not plethora, just a lot of variety of steam machines at different price points. I don't think there's going to be like a flagship. Yep. Okay. So let's see. Microsoft and Sony. What are they going to do? Well, Microsoft's going to get a new CEO. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking uh, specific to gaming, specific to the Xbox One and the PS4. Oh, specific to gaming. Yeah. I think they're going to just post numbers. This year, they, there won't be much movement this year on the consoles themselves. No. It's the first year of a console release. They're just going to try and iron out all the kinks. Yep. They you think will... Nintendo is going to do something about the Wii U? Not this year. I think, 20, I think by 20, the end 50. of this year, it's, it's going to be gone. Gone? 
what like, they'll have ceased production on it. Look at the numbers it's been posting. They are not good numbers. They Nintendo don't is- have anything to replace it. True. So do you think they're going to replace it with something? Yes, oh. but not this year. Okay, so you're thinking I next think, year they're going to replace I it think with something. Nintendo might be trying to break the cycle with the other two. I mean, the Wii U came out a year before they had even announced the Xbox One and the PS4. True. So I think in 2015, Nintendo will say, we've been working on something, we're still working on it. I think 2014 is going to be a quiet year for games. For console games, I should say. Not even for console games, for consoles. Except for Watch Dogs. That's going to come out next year. Right. That's why I'm saying for the consoles themselves. Because yeah. uh, you got Watch Dog, you're going to get Fallout 4 released by next uh, 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 holiday season. What are you searching? I'm just seeing if there's, uh, there's any games from 2014 that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. See Titanfall, that could be interesting. Uh, the new, uh, is it Destiny? The new Halo type. Yep, that comes out in 2014. It's going to be a, a year of releases. Yes, releases and announcements. But again, those are the games, not the consoles. No, yeah, the consoles are. You're not going to hear anything. All right, I'll agree to that point. Um, let's see. In the world of telecom, we're actually going to find out what the hell's going on with this whole um, incentive auction. So we're either A, going to have part of the auction done by the end of next year, or we're going to know exactly what's going to happen. So there's going to be some serious shakeups in the airwaves either this year or the start of next year. Okay. 14 slash 15. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens, A, with Google Fiber, see how the rest of the, how well that rolls out with other places like Austin and how the other telecoms respond. Um, I'm seriously wondering what's going to happen with T-Mobile. Whether or not Sprint gets to buy them. Yes, or if they don't buy them. I think Dish was looking to buy them as well. I think Deutsche Telekom is just having a fun time putting this out and say, like, who wants it? Who wants it? Oh, too bad. <laughs> too bad your regulators say no. Oh, yeah, there was a stipulation in this contract that you actually owe us some stuff here. So, yeah, if you could please hand that over. Yep. Oh, poor AT&T. Um... Legislation? Any tech legislation? Oh, how about Google Glass? Oh, the Google Glass. Ooh, we really should get Kyle on to talk about that. Because that's going to come out in 2014. Yeah, and have you been keeping up to date with Kyle's startup stuff? Uh, Not really. Oh, he's doing a whole lot of stuff with the wearable technologies. Why don't you uh, try and get Kyle on for sometime in January? Okay. I'll work on trying to get him on at some point in the future. Okay. Got it. All right. I think there's going to be, oh, I don't know if the mobile gaming platform is going to be as big of a boom as it was this year, as it's going to be, well, I think there's going to be a recession of mobile gaming next year. Everyone's got phones, markets getting saturated. Yes. Everyone already has games. You can only play Temple Run so many times. Yep. Do you think King will eventually do their IPO next year? I don't know. If they have a second game that is as successful as Candy Crush, released so, by, call it May. So what I'm hearing is there needs to be some sort of like Peggle clone out there. Maybe. Because they, they took Bejeweled and ran with it and, you know. Yep. 
maybe Pagel. I don't know. Maybe a Plants vs. Zombie clone. At some point, I'm not sure. Popcap has to to step in and say, like, wait a second. But that's why they didn't want to do their IPO is they want to to prove to themselves as well as to investors that they weren't a one trick pony. Yeah. So if they if they can show that, they'll be fine. Uh, and I see that as probably in if they release a game by by April or May, give it two or three months to show it has staying power. So we're looking at July. Yeah, they could do an, an IPO by like September, October. Do you think the World of Warcraft expansion is going to save it at all or no? <sighs> Define save it. Stem the tide, uh, the ebbing tide of players. No. No, that at this point is is almost impossible. But it will increase subscriptions. Like a lot of people will, will resubscribe to play through the new content. It might slow it for a while, but it won't stop it. The real question, though, is, is when uh, Blizzard finally takes it free to play. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's... And will that happen in 2014? Uh, it all depends on what happens with this new... With the expansion? Yeah, the what lo- Warlords of... Draenor. Draenor, there we go. I think. I think, yeah, I think that's right, it's called. Um, so wait, if you, you, do you think if it does well, they'll take it free to play? Or if it does terribly, they'll take it free to play? I think if it doesn't do... I think if it does not as good as Mr. Pandera, they'll take it free to play. Okay. They're going to have to do something. So you think if, if the next expansion does poorly, they will try and recover by taking free to play yes okay see I'd, I'd almost think that if the expansion does well and they start increasing subscribers again and they they start getting their population back they can say well if we take this free to play we have the market density and the market penetration to make money on microtransactions really it's inevitable that they take it free to play yeah the okay. question just is when whenever they do i have to take a week off of work I don't know. This might be the year, Andy, where I have to start planning my work vacations based on certain games coming out. Because Fallout 4, if it's anywhere near as good as New Vegas was. All right. Well, I think that's it for predictions. Anything we want to put dinner on? No. Okay. Good, because I'm not certain enough in any of mine this year. Okay. Random review. Random review. So remember the game I used to play called Evil Genius? The one you really liked? Yes. The one based on uh, uh, Dungeon Keeper? Yes. The one that the people who made and made Dungeon Keeper are basically making a new game that was kickstarted called War for the Overworld? Sure, I haven't heard about that, so... Yes, you have, because I've told you many times! Like, you think I pay attention to you. You goddamn son of a... Okay. So Yes, Evil Genius. Um... It's originally put out by Sierra Entertainment. Then uh, Rebellion, the guys who actually did um, Sniper Elite, yep, um, bought the rights, and um, they have created a new version of the game called Evil Genius Online. What a surprise! Um, first and foremost, this Evil Genius Online is a Facebook game. Is is it like a game on Facebook or a Facebook game? It's a game. Uh, I, the only way to access the game is, you know through facebook okay that's a game on facebook okay but i'm saying like is there you know the the whole thing of like you have energy to spend and you have to keep checking back in every couple hours yes 
Okay, so it is a Facebook game. Yes, yes, it is. This is this is the game designed to keep bringing you back. Yes, yes, it is because right now, because it, it's still in beta, but it's an open beta now. Yep. Um, all you are doing right now is the basic stuff inside your um, layer, so you haven't expanded beyond that yet in the beta. But um, you have gold you can spend on um, to build items for your layer. And you can buy gold. You can yes, you can buy gold, but there's also gems which you cannot buy. Or you cannot earn them in-game. You can earn the gold in-game. You cannot earn the gems in-game. Okay. But you can spend real money to earn the gems, and you can also spend gems to get things earlier, because everything in this game is time-based. To earn gold, you have these little money laundering machines that, you know, will produce gold, like 500 gold every five minutes or so. So you have to come back, you know, and collect said gold. So yeah, everything's time-based, and there's ways of spending gems to complete tax, tasks sooner. And you can spend real money to buy the gems. So it's the evil genius version of Farmville. Yep. Which in itself was an evil genius. Yes. Um, so what do you think? Continue to play? Uh, I am playing it, but not... If this is literally the way they have it set up there. Um, the higher levels items... Like, the low-level items reset every, like, five to ten minutes, but once you start upgrading them, they reset longer and longer. So currently, some of the things that I've got here um, only reset every 30 minutes. So if you start getting later into the game, you don't have to play it as often. And it's still, it, it, let me just say, it looks and sounds exactly like the original Evil Genius. So they took the assets from the original game and turned it into Farmville. Yes. With those assets. Yes, that's basically okay. what it is. Probably not going to play it then. So thank you for the review. <laughs> soon I will have to review War for the... Soon I'll have to actually play War for the Overworld and then review it. I just... I don't know. I really wish this game was not... I wish it would pull a You Don't Know Jack and remove itself from Facebook. Because it's kind of annoying having to log into Facebook just to, you know, to collect your resources and then move your minions around to have them do other things. Oh. Poor Andy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have not spent any money on this game, so it's not bad. It's got the same tongue-in-cheek vibe that Evil Genius had. Good. But it's just, it's a Facebook game, so that tells you exactly what's going on. Yep. It's a Facebook game. Yep. So, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're into Facebook games and you liked Evil Genius, you this could works. play this one. Yep. Kate would like to point out you've sunk a lot of time into this game, evidently. No, I probably have. And of course, time is money. True. Okay. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. When, who, and where did you have your first kiss? Oh. When, where, and who did I have my first kiss? Yes. I can't get the date exact. Okay. But if I think about it, uh, it would have been in June or July of 2001? June or July of 2001 or 2002? 2002 is when we started our senior year, right? Yes. So, June, yeah, it was June or July of 2001. It was at 44 degrees, 36 minutes north. 66 degrees, 54 minutes west. What the... So I can't get the 
time exact, but I'm pretty damn close on the location. Okay. And Andy's going to go look that up. At some point in the future. Uh, it was at, oh, what would that have been? Probably around like 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. And it was on, so the the coordinates that I gave is for the southern point, there's a lighthouse on the southern point of Grand Manan Island in the Bay of Fundy off the coast of Maine and New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. When and were you in Canada senior year? I should have known this. It, it wasn't during senior year, Andy, June, July. Oh, that summer before. I still should have known actually, this. It was the summer before junior year. I oh. was at whale camp. Ah. And I, uh, we, we went on a sunset hike, and we sat at this lighthouse on the southwest corner of the island and watched the sun go down over the bay. And it was this really romantic spot, and there had been a girl that I had met the year before at this camp, and she and I had arranged to be back there at the same time. Her name was Erin. And we, we kind of snuck off, not too far away, but snuck off so that we had a little bit of privacy. And that was my first kiss. I see. And a sunset at the lighthouse on these like 80 foot tall cliffs overlooking the ocean, the bay, watching the sunset. Mm. It's a lot more romantic than mine. Mm-hmm. What was your first kiss, Andy? My first kiss was Daniel Alanese. It was during the middle of swim practice. At that the rec center. A little less romantic. Yep. I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't even remember how old I was, but I was not that old. I was doing swim practice after school, so probably sometime elementary school age, my guess. Because we were in the uh, kiddie pool, because there was not enough room in the main pools at the rec okay. center. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say try again. What was your first like romantic, serious relationship kiss? Well, that doesn't. That, no, no. It said, "When was your first kiss?" And that okay, was well, my first. Andy, one. I mean, really, for both of us, first kiss is going to be with our mothers. True. I'm just going with the first kiss that you know was not a family relationship. Okay. Well, I'm going with like first kind of romantic. I we we wanted uh, some form of relationship and not just mimicking what other people are doing. Kate does like to point out the fact that I uh, gave the answer as it was stated. And you should be one to talk. (laughs) All right. Do you need those coordinates again, Andy? No, I'm good. All right. You know, I am going to edit it, so therefore I could listen to it and then find it again. That's true. You could. I can also just link you the page. No, I'm good. Okay. Well, that's that. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year. Here's to another 50-some-odd episodes next year. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>